What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Colorful Convos with Nico, episode 51, episode 2 of February Friends, where 27 individuals will be interviewed throughout February, all of them being my friends from different phases in my life. We are on episode two, and today's episode is with Alex Savoda, who was on episode 30. He is the creative mind behind Enzo the Brand, also known as Enzo the Magazine, uh, a company or a fashion line, magazine line, community line that was started out in Michigan that is now, uh, he's working on it now in LA, and currently he is in New York, New York City. And yeah, we just have a casual Alex and Nico conversation. And if you know what that's like, then you know exactly what to expect. And if you don't, well, I hope you enjoy it. Alex Savoda, episode 51. Here we go. hi what's up how are you man coming to you from uh new york city new york city yeah i uh it's a good question nico Uh, (laughs) wait can i intro this yeah intro it hello everybody welcome back to color of convos uh welcome to the second episode of friends february um i did just want to say i had trouble at the airport and the grocery store and everybody in every social situation that i'm in pisses me off all of the time and i hate but I'm, but I'm gonna go on a 40 minute rant about them and at the very end of the time be like you know what they're their own people and they can do what they want is that what it is no is that what you hear <laughs> Because what I hear that's, I don't I don't listen to them most of the time. Like when yeah, you text sense, me and go Hey, yeah. Or you text me a quote from it. I'll be like, oh, okay. So you you heard it. Was it good or not? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry for putting you through that. Uh, I'm coming to new to you from New York City because uh, for anybody unfamiliar, um, my name is Alex and I live in the city of Los Angeles currently in my life. And um, what's going on right now is I went to Michigan where I'm from for uh, it was January 16th. I left for Michigan and was supposed to be there until the 19th or 20th, maybe. And then come to New York for three days because I had some friends here um, just to see them quickly and experience the city a little bit. And then, um, you know, uh, that was uh, two Fridays ago. <laughs> I've been here for 11 days now. I, I missed my flight back and um, on purpose. And mm-hmm. um, then I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I need um, I need. A way to make rent because I'm going to be here for the first of the month. So I uh, talked to everybody I knew and this girl Kylie pulled through because I have my film camera, but film is expensive. And also my flash is broken. Mm-hmm. And uh, this girl Kylie developed my film and also gave me her digital just to use until I leave New York. And I shot um, what is now three different jobs and have paid my rent. Um, <laughs> and now I, and now I just, 
I don't have to go back yet because I still have a little bit of money left over. And uh, that's where I'm at. Wow. That uh, the people that you went to see in New York, are they originally from L.A. too? Yeah, everybody's from L.A. My friend John, who is currently seven feet away from me in the other room making music, uh, Sora. He, that's what I'm staying with is John. And then there's Sora and Char who live Char five minutes. Yes, who okay. live like five minutes away. And, um, you know, man, a lot of shenanigans going on in the city. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, it's wonderful here. And I really, really like it. What do you like more about New York than L.A.? <sighs> On a city level, it's like everything is just so much more accessible so quickly. Mm. Um, there's a coffee shop every fucking nine doors and a restaurant and a store and this and this. And you can walk everywhere. And uh, I just appreciate the, everything that like there is to romanticize about it, like the architecture and this and that, whatever. But also in the creative room, it seems like everybody I've tried to or I have worked with in L.A. and everything. And this is not talking shit on everybody. Thank you, everybody who like. I've extended and like met recently or worked with or this or that, but like people in New York, it seems to be more of a sense of community and that might have to do with the sense of like, everybody can walk everywhere and see each other immediately, but everybody wants to work with each other and help each other succeed. It seems so far since I've been here and I'm not saying LA is not like that. It's just everything I moved to LA for, it seems like New York actually is. And LA is mm. a little bit more lazy than I thought that it was going to be well, just as a city. This is not talking about anybody in particularly. That's interesting for you to say, actually, because I've been listening to a few podcasts and listening to some people talk because a lot of people are moving out of L.A. now. Yeah. Uh, one with COVID and, you know, two with just L.A. is just, you know, becoming swamped with people. Do you feel, you know, like in New York, there's a lot more people than there is in L.A., like tightly packed. Are you like comfortable with all that or? Um, hmm. You're really <laughs> setting me up to get in some trouble here, Nico. Am I? I, uh. I do need to say something at some point about a music related thing that of something I've been listening to and I can't forget it. So just remember that. But uh, yeah, but um, it's going to be so funny in 55 minutes when you ask me about this and what the reality of that situation is. But anyway, (laughs) um, I since the beginning of COVID, the only time I've been at all concerned about it is dealing with my grandma Mm. who in Michigan and because she like doesn't have an immune system because she got a lung transplant. But other than that, I just have, I mean, I wear a mask in public everywhere I go. I'm not like a fucking idiot, but mm-hmm. I personally, for me, I don't super care about it too much and not saying it's not real and not saying you shouldn't care about it or take precautions or this or that or whatever. I wear a mask in public. I don't be fucking spitting on people. And um, that's really it. So uh, I'm fine. I'm chilling. I don't really care too much. No. Um, and uh, I'm not really in direct contact with anybody or in any enclosed space with a whole bunch of people anyway. So would you say like what you were saying earlier, are you saying that LA is more competitive and New York is just more like community? No, I, I say it's actually more competitive here, even though it is a community. It's like New York. So in Michigan, you can relate to this is like, there's not a lot of just creatives to begin with. There is, there is people who give a shit about stuff and, Shout out Andrea Doria, who just made some music and whatever. Fuck with those dudes. But like, for the most part, there's not a whole lot going on in the creative scene. Mm-hmm. And you hear like the Los Angeles thing and all oh, this and this. But by the time you get there and like it's people who are either too cool for you or too cool for to drive 40 minutes to do something or 
Um, it, that's really the thing is driving it, it, and it creates this disconnect and a lot more isolation than you realize. Um, here it's, especially the Lower East Side where I'm at, which is like NYU creative art kids anyway, mm-hmm. everybody just kind of like doesn't know what they're doing. And um, I guess it's the nature of the city of just putting everybody a lot closer together that everybody wants to communicate and, and, and be together and see each other win. Even though, I mean, of course, you know, 20 year old kids or 20 year old kids are, oh, this fucking person broke up with my friend, but I kissed him still and all this fucking shit that's right. still going on. But like, for the most part, is see it's way more it's way 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 more productive Mm -hmm. for me personally Mm. i can't say as a city but in my experience it has been Mm. that's it's just crazy to hear because you know like when we met it was la gung-ho and everything and now that you've been there for like six months and like you said it's not the people or anything it's the the city itself it's crazy how fast it hits you and you realize it (sighs) something that's this has made me realize is like i have no idea about anything in the world and i've said that but like i i really you really have no idea what's going on even when you do mm-hmm. and yeah like ah, uh, like i don't know my future is like ideally i spend like an equal amount of time back and forth that's mm-hmm. my goal because i really like both just as a city but like here seems to be like where you make work happen and get done but that's my experience fuck in one week where like i've been been fucking focused on it because i needed to make rent so maybe i'm so i'm definitely skewed on that you know but it so, showed how fast you could do it and how quick you could make that money if you needed that money 100 percent. yeah 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 100 percent. I, I didn't need to drive postmates which is really nice mm, that's hey, anytime you can avoid that that's great uh yeah last time i talked to you you were in la you just moved mm-hmm. there whatever um you went back to michigan what was that feeling like because i did it too and it was weird so I'm going to answer that, but this is where I'm going to insert the music thing music, and yep. just because we're in the middle of two topics. So I can just insert this here. Go ahead. Go ahead. Brother. Do you know how good Shrem life by Ray Shremmerd is? Oh yeah. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. We, we played black Beatles as a joke the other night. And then we've just been playing the album through and it's crazy. Yeah. Swang and everything. like Gross. that. Swang is insane. It's one of the best courses of all time. You got no flex zone. You have unlocked the swag. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's a pretty slept on album, to be honest. Straight slept on album. People talk about no flex zone and Black Beatles, bro, but they don't talk about that whole album. Shrem Life is insane. Anyway, um, (laughs) I want to get back to that after you answer my question. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, Wait, hold on. I, oh, I, never mind. I'm getting a FaceTime and I can't answer it. I got to tell him I'm doing more important things. <laughs> I was about to, you could be like Larry King and answer live on air with somebody for six minutes and not say anything. You know, you just sent me up for a joke, but I can't say it because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, it, I don't, I don't want to be like Larry King nowadays. I'll tell you that. Oh, anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, uh michigan michigan is uh it was cool so i went in september and it sucked because well no sorry it was a great it was fun it was a good time but it was the first little disconnect of like oh like you've changed like you're not the same person as you were when you were here Mm. and i knew that and i knew that that's what was going to happen because of course because i'm in a different setting and this and that and what sucks about that is like you it's this weird dynamic because like i have like fucking five friends in michigan and Mm -hmm. 
it's this weird thing where like you go back and you hang out with them and it feels the same for the most part and it's great and wonderful but it you know in the back of your head no matter what it feels like you're cheating on them a little bit mm. and it feels like but even though you're not because like it wasn't a relationship, but if like, Oh, you've moved across the country and made new friends and have a new life and this and this and this. And it's this guilt. I feel of like, like, Oh, like I straight up abandoned you guys. Something I know me and you talked about on that road trip out was like, Oh, is like, because me and you were both kind of like somebody who like brought different people from different groups kind of together. Mm-hmm. And Oh, like, are these people going to like hang out and talk to each other? And in my case, everybody is like it's actually gotten stronger and everybody's better friends and this and that and that's Mm. really nice and awesome to see from my end um but yeah dude i miss those guys and it really uh it's something i struggle with and because you're you're not doing anything wrong but you feel like you've wrong like you've cheated on somebody yeah like you've you've wronged them because you i see exactly what you're saying because you made kind of a quote-unquote selfish decision you know to leave the pack mm-hmm. and you know do your own thing um and i don't think i would hope that they don't make you directly feel guilty no you know? nobody makes yeah. me it's just me in my head exactly yeah. and and if that's okay you can feel that type of guilt i feel because even when i see my saw my friends i kind of felt the same way like they don't know everything about me anymore like <laughs> mm-hmm. they don't like they don't know what i'm doing on a day-to-day basis anymore they come back right you know you change your appearance or whatever it is and like yeah especially yeah that yeah yeah that was something that was like god i'm sorry i'm sorry no you're good you're good you're good oh you were gonna talk i knew you were gonna do that yes (laughs) i didn't even do it on purpose bro Uh, aaron at this point um no uh yeah that's the thing i came back and i was like wearing like these like black dress pants with like a white shirt tucked in with converse Mm -hmm. which is like not crazy but like I've definitely started dressing a little bit, quote, different, better, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had the hair and like everything for the first time. And I, it was just like, dude, you look so different. Like you look like we went to we went bowling in September and it was like, dude, you're such an outlier here. Mm. Like you look so different and mm. not in a bad way. It's just like you clearly don't belong here. Like the way yeah, you, you don't you active. don't fit the landscape anymore. And like we're at Thunderbolt, you know, and there's a kid next to us wearing a fake Supreme with an ankle monitor. It was so tight. Anyway, <laughs> like it was so fucking cool, dude. And then six girls came up and were like, can we get a photo? And my friends were like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, fuck. Cause I knew, cause they had recognized me as Ross Lynch off of Disney channels, Austin and Alley. And, um, because that had happened ever since I got the hair, I've been recognized as that like 17 times and I've taken three photos. Um, no way. And you don't say anything. No, I say it's something every time I'm like, you can take the photo, but I'm not him. And they don't believe me. Um, and then, Oh fuck. Yeah, dude, dude. I got this shirt printed and this dude bringing it tomorrow from LA because he's coming out here. My life is insane right now. Anyway, like <laughs> it's this shirt. Let me show you. And it, Oh, wait, it's not going to pop up because the anime screen, but yeah, yeah, imagine yeah. listening to this. It's this white shirt with bubble text that just says, I love girls that I designed that I think is so sick. <laughs> anyway. Um, Can't wait. Yeah. Anyway, 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 anyway. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I get recognized as Ross Lynch often still. Um, that's a pro i need to meet that guy at some point and be like dude like i'm sorry i didn't mean to do it and it was never before the hair either and you know what's hilarious is i've gotten evan peters twice and it's i don't have those cheekbones bro that dude is hot <laughs> that guy's elite those cheekbones are elite you're right that dude's insane anyway but yeah on the michigan thing it's like 
I was very scared of going back and being like, and having the reaction of like, Oh fuck, how did I like do this for this long? Like mm. whatever, like, but no, I like went back and I was like, Oh, like, of course, like, okay, I see how I made this work. And I see like how I did this and my life is so starkly different now. And like, it makes sense that I'm not here anymore. And that has zero to do with the people that at all, I fucking love my friends there so much. And, um, I agree it, though. I agree 100%. Like, yeah, I feel like I'm not supposed to be there anymore. No, and maybe that's because I'm in a new setting, but like, but that's a good like, thing. I feel like hundred percent. I feel like that's a good thing because so many people get complacent and get stuck in the same place for so long. And I think it's healthy and mature to look back at a previous time in your life and like go back to it and realize like, okay, everything that I did here, I accomplished. And now I'm yeah, moving on to better things. It was weird for me with Utah and the mountains. Like we're in a bowl, you know, of mountains out here in Salt Lake and, you know, just driving down 696 in Michigan flat, dirt, mm-hmm. dead everywhere um it was weird but it was so nice to go back and yeah like you said i'm out i've outgrown it and i don't see myself ever going back um it, of course because of family and friends if i need to but mm-hmm. there's, there's was, other places to go i was talking to sora yesterday about how i have not i've obviously like in my head been like oh like what if this shit doesn't work out but not like in a this shit's always going to work out maybe not to the extent i want it to realistically maybe mm-hmm. but like who knows but like I know for a fact, I'm never going to go back and live there. Yeah. And even if I fucking fail and like have negative, negative money, like I'm not going back and living there. No. And um, something that's crazy, a perspective thing is like, we have this really unique perspective because like we're from here or from Michigan. And then you go to Salt Lake. I go to LA. My friend, John, who's right here, who's like LA boy, like grew up there, like uh-huh. Beverly Wood, whatever, like one of the nicest dudes um he grew up in LA and comes to school in New York and Sora who grew up in Tokyo for six years and then moved to LA and then New York and both of their experiences on America as a whole is LA and New York and and that's it and I'm like that's not America that's (laughs) not what that is and John's like yeah dude my sister went to school in Chicago last year or in ohio last year and i went there and i was like what the fuck (laughs) and i was just like yeah dude it's crazy like see like trying to describe like where we live to people who have never been to midwest the midwest is insane it's like it's uh, is anybody i wonder if this is interesting conversation i don't care anyway (laughs) it's like that every also what sucks is we could go for like six hours yeah we will um, one day (laughs) anyway yeah just on the rogan shit yeah um anyway yeah it's like dude you don't do shit and you go to applebee's for fun and it's like that's why i played so much basketball and that's why i went bowling so often and that's why i'm so comfortable in myself because um and with myself because i spent so much time alone in my room just sitting on photoshop and that's where any talent or work ethic or anything came from is just i didn't have anything else to do i wasn't distracted by anything else Mm. and um i don't know like you know what kills me? What? Should I say this on a public forum? And like these, this isn't a controversial statement. This is just a thing that might. There's people in Michigan that I know and care about that I know have so much potential and can do this shit and are just limiting themselves. Mm. 
And I don't look at them negatively for it. They're just not there yet. But it frustrates me on the inside, which I guess is a selfish thing, knowing that there's people me and you both know, or I know, or you know, or whatever, that have this potential to go get more and do exactly what they want. And they're built for this shit and have the social awareness and whatever. And they're just like, ah, and it's like, just fucking you want to shake them because like and i'm not saying that where we're from is shitty i'm just saying that like i know people have potential to do other shit oh beyond it dude absolutely and every time me and you talk about anything like this i'm scared that we think we sound like we're better than everybody i don't know oh i don't think we sound like we're better than anyone i think it's me if i wanted to learn about people's experiences about traveling across the country i'd want to hear it from someone who actually fucking did it or if i had ideas that i wanted to do it like do you get hit up like all the at least i do like they'll be like oh you moved to salt lake city like how did you do it like how did you afford it like how did you plan it i was like i didn't okay yes so i got a message the other day um i was in new york or i'm still in new york i guess but i was in new york when i got this message and it was from somebody in michigan and who I'm like kind of in contact with, talk to sometimes, sometimes don't. And, um, and <laughs> uh, after the podcast, we'll talk about it. And uh, like from their perspective, I moved to LA, have been there for eight months, however long, just came back to Michigan, almost saw them, couldn't see them in time, whatever. And now I'm in New York and I'm in, I'm here for like a week now. Mm-hmm. And it's like I, the question of like, uh, how did you afford this? Like, how are you affording this? Yeah. And the reality of my situation is I currently right now, I don't want to check, but I have like $213 to my name or something right now. Mm-hmm. Like in like, it's not savings. It's not, it's like, that's total, mm-hmm. which is insane. insane. And it's been like that for the last nine months. And the only reason I was able to move out is because I took my unemployment money and leveraged it and did that. Same. And, um, is that illegal to say? That might be a problem. No. Anyway, and then uh, figure it out month by month and drive 10 days of Postmates on top of working a borderline full-time job, except for when they don't schedule me. Like I haven't been scheduled since December. And um, then book a trip to Michigan and New York for for whatever be as flights are cheap because COVID. And then end up in New York with amazing fucking friends who are just like, yeah, dude, stay however long you want. And- yeah figure it out and that's why i'm being able to hear and then i still can't make rent so i had to book photo jobs here yeah and so no it's not like i i it's no it's just doing the work dude it's just yeah. like and it's like it's no it's not fucking glorious and it's not fucking like i don't know and this is not me complaining about anything i'm i'm, I'm speaking from a very privileged point of view i'm aware blah 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 mm-hmm. i hate that that's a disclaimer like fucking yeah. of course i know that but but I yeah. but uh no like it's not like instead of it's the same thing instead of being at home and grinding at like school and a job or something in Michigan I'm just grinding at driving postmates for 13 hours a day sometimes in LA yeah and it's It's like same thing you can be broke in Michigan you can be broke in LA it's you're still broke and if you Mm -hmm. fucking you're gonna have to grind and pay regardless why not do it somewhere where you actually enjoy being that's how I view it that's how I tell people like oh I hate Michigan I need to get out of Michigan I'm so okay then just do it just do do it it. just go like go because you're gonna go and you're gonna realize how easy of a decision it was it was to make it's not that fucking hard the moment you and especially with 
find a friend like with me and Alex, we just drove. We literally drove from Grand Rapids or from Lincoln <laughs> Park, Michigan to freaking Cheyenne, Wyoming in 18 hours, mm-hmm. one whole day. And that's straight up, maybe like a hundred bucks worth of gas total. Yeah. hundred bucks gas, especially during COVID. I mean, now it's starting to get a little more back to normal with stuff, but what dude, when we went like gas was like a dollar 99, maybe. And mm-hmm. then flights home were so cheap. I guess like we just took advantage of the hand we were dealt. We realized that, Hey, this pandemic, we could either complain or we can actually change our lives finally for a cheaper price. I think that's what we did. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we did. How did you, uh, when you went back to your house, uh, how was it like being in your old room? Uh, so in September, I didn't go there. Just okay. things didn't work out that way. But just now was the first time I had been back in my actual home that I grew up and lived in for however long. And I went up in my old room and it's just empty how I left it. Mm-hmm. And like, there's my box spring and my desk and my desk, my chair. And that's it. But behind my couch, there's a little couch in my room, like a little love seat type thing. And my room was so fucking cool. Um, behind it was like so much like posters and like flyers and all this different shit that I've made over the years that I just left because I couldn't bring it with me. And like, it probably wasn't that important anymore. This or this for old Enzo stuff or old photo stuff or this or this and all these little props. And it was like, oh, fuck, like, wow. But it didn't feel I didn't have that overwhelming feeling of like, oh, my God, it was just like, it was kind of I don't know. I wish I wasn't like this, but it was kind of just like, yeah, like this is the room now. Like, okay. okay. And like, but I wish that that wasn't like that. I wish I was more sentimental like that. Cause in my head I am, but in reality, I guess I'm not. Fuck me. I keep dropping my ring. I'm sorry. Is that what it is? I keep hearing it. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm just a fucking mess, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> <You're good. laughs> Please don't cry. Please don't cry on air. Something I fell into. Here's something that you yeah. didn't ask about, but I'm going to talk about Perfect. from like September to November of last year. And I think there, there's a bunch of factors that played in this that are all my fault. Um, and I full accountability for this is like, I fell into a very lazy end of creativity and very, and like, I wasn't making things. I wasn't taking photos. I was kind of mad at everybody, like all this different stuff that was like, but I was never like vocalizing it. I just felt that way. And I would wake up and kind of not really do much and just kind of fuck around in Photoshop and not really save anything. And, and it's so easy to get like, caught up in being like fuck like i have to make rent or this and like the realities of life or whatever and like i need to keep that mentality of like what i have right now because i'm here temporarily or that one i had when i was in la temporarily for two weeks at the beginning of 2020 and whatever just like i need to maximize all of the time and all of the potential here because if i don't like whatever and yes i'm living here so i could maybe chill out a little bit more no fuck that like i need to like go 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 and um that ties back to the new york thing because the whole city's more like that but yeah i was definitely taking it for granted and being a little lazy and fell into it not dark but almost dark place do you feel like you need to be creating to be like happy is it like overtaking your life to the point where like yeah 100 something 100 it affects my relationships with people it affects um my relationship with myself and it, it that's the number one driving force of my life is making things and creativity and wonderful that might bring success at some point hasn't yet but um but it definitely has like 
like there's people who don't like me and mm-hmm. like there's like and I struggle with that and like me and you mm-hmm. have talked about that and it's a whole thing but like there's people who don't like me whether who's like I it, and I'm definitely accountable for some portion of that and that the reason for that is because I value creativity over people mm-hmm. and I've and I value creativity over myself and mm. this is not me being like feel bad for me this is me being like i'm an asshole and i struggle with this but it's don't feel bad because like I, it's my fault that i'm stupid and um but i'm starting to balance it a little bit i'm trying to it's nice i'm starting to play call of duty on my friend's ps4 sometimes and not feel bad about it Good. um i don't know but at this and at the same time like i feel like right now is the first time i'm starting to jesus i'm starting to take ownership of like maybe I am a tiny bit talented at what I do and maybe I am kind of good at something or this or that, or, and maybe I like, okay, like I'm pretty secure in myself as a person or this and what I, and just starting to gain a little self-confidence without trying, without being cocky, which is mm. something I'm really trying to balance. And I was always scared to do. Mm. That's mm. really, that's really great to hear you say that out loud. Yeah. I'm, I'm I've no- Cause I've known that about you, obviously just knowing you for so long already, but mm-hmm. that's good for you to finally start realizing that. Do you think, <clears throat> why did you view, and this is just for my pleasure. Why did you view playing call of duty? Uh, not a good thing. Or Maybe specifically it? video games, because that's something I like grew up doing and like deep rooted, blah, blah, blah. But like, like I had to sell my PS4 in like 2016 or 17 or something because it was just like, dude, I'm playing this and this is fun. And like my brain stimulated, but in the back of my head, I'm frustrated because I'm not making anything. Mm. And just getting on that, like you need to always be doing something or, or like productive or you're wasting time and like you're a fuck up. And I don't know exactly where I got that idea from, but um, I still have it for the most part. And, uh, but now like that, or like maybe like, oh, like, Mm. and that's the thing is like i always justify playing basketball or something as like not wasting time because it's a workout or like this or that and but uh i don't know specifically why call of duty is a thing but like mm, like i'm starting to balance things that aren't necessarily productive and be okay with it i've learned a lot with doing this podcast that i'm okay now with not forcing anything like yeah if I don't want to record today, I won't. If I don't want to, you know, do anything, I won't. And it's, it sucks because it affects sometimes my outside relationships, you know, like my personal relationships where I'm like, I don't want to do anything today, so I'm not going to do it. But in my, in the creative world, I've learned that my best work at least is when I'm not expecting it, you know, like this episode, Mm. like this episode, I'll tell you what, like every other episode that I have with someone, I'm constantly writing notes, you know, I'm sending out emails before uh, that, you know, if I haven't talked to them that much, cause I want to get them comfortable. But with you, like, I know this is a good episode because like, I'm not expecting like anything out of, I'm not. Well, also, it's hard to, to take anything. notes when you're talking to somebody who's a fucking disaster, but yeah, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's just way easier when I'm just so calm and relaxed now to me. Like when I, when I go on those useless rants sometime on my podcast, those are forced and sometimes they sound good, but sometimes I listen to them and I'm like, God, like it's a way to stretch out that story, you know? Definitely. I don't know. What about your tattoos? You got, you got some, uh, 
you got some interesting pieces of art by a pretty cool person interesting pieces of art um i why do you don't talk like that don't talk like that to me just because we're on you're talking into a microphone jackass all right you're right um anyway (laughs) um so here do i just take my shirt off now hold on i can't hear you for a second though alex is Um, this isn't my shirt this white shirt by the way um i don't know whose it is but um, anyway my life is really derailed so here's the three so you nobody can see this so i'm just gonna have to do my best to describe describe it it. yeah yeah so the first one i got so, so my friend esther um she is wonderful and she's based in new york right now in la during the off season of school and uh i just a little promo video for her but i don't know when she's gonna put that out but anyway yeah go find her on instagram esther mcgregor or mcgregor tattoo esther is spelled with an h in the middle but she doesn't pronounce it so it's spelled esther but she anyway point is she's really sick met her through my friend john over here um and so we start with this one which is on the back of my right arm and i don't i don't love it but i don't hate it and it's the first tattoo i've ever had where i was like oh fuck like should i and anyway but i do like it um, it's on the back of my right arm and it's, it's this perfect circle. And at the very end, it fucks up and it's too long for itself. And I don't know what gravitated me towards it, but it, I thought it looked cool. And I liked the idea of something being perfect, but like not. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, that signifies fucking, oh, like, oh, that's per Like and not, anything that's perfect isn't even perfect. Ha, like that yeah. kind of thing, you know, I'm edgy yeah. and whatever. And then um, this is something that somebody who, oh fuck alex um this <laughs> i get ahead of myself i'm maturing though because i would have just said it before um yeah. i had somebody suggest this idea uh the last time i was in new york and um now i finally did it and uh it's just the word winner here on my right arm and i think that's really sick because i don't it's very charming and kind of like edgy boy who smokes cigarettes who which i don't do but just and like wear sweater vests and like fuck i like hate my mom but she's the best like that kind of thing <laughs> like that's the kind of tat that's the kind of dude who has like the winner tattoo so like you know that's me and then um the newest one i got i got two days ago just because esther was like hey i'll give you a free tattoo um and I didn't know what to get and I didn't know I was getting it, but then I got it. And it's like, what kind of art style is this? Do you know? Um, oh, you can't really see it, huh? Like this face. It kind of looks like cartoon a little. It's very like 50s, like um, like comic nuclear family type. Art. Oh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now I do. It, okay. <laughs> it's like, think about like all those ads for like nuclear bomb shelters with like the you know what I'm talking about? That's yeah. like all kind of stylized. Propaganda. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, it's a dude's face with like two arrows through his head and face. And it says, I can't feel a thing, hmm. which I thought was fun and quirky. Um, <laughs> That's brilliant. I like that one a lot. Yeah, I really like that one. And uh, they're all on my upper right arm here. Um, yeah. Still got your thigh piece? What would have happened to it? What do you mean still got? Yes, my leg did not fall off. Yes. Sure. I mean, the paraplegic community, if it did, we're sorry. We are sympathizing with you, but Alex and like indeed did not. <laughs> uh, I made a joke the other day. This is such a stupid, shitty joke. And like people are going to be pissed at me. Yeah. But it's like, I think somebody, because I have a bunch of music friends and it's like, oh, like, um, 
oh, making music like is offensive to the deaf community. It's mm-hmm. like re- really rude of you to like make music when you know there's people who can't hear. It's like, I fucking hate everybody, dude. I don't know. Oh, God. You know what I realized about going back to Michigan? There it's way more fucking left-leaning and, cons- and conservative than I thought it was. You think? Yes. I thought You probably went to Grand Rapids, right? Oh, I was in Howell, baby. I was in Howell, oh, wow. Michigan. Yeah. No, it's, I didn't realize how like pro-Trump it was. Oh, and, like, yeah. I did not realize. I thought it was like kind of like progressive. <laughs> and then I go to LA and I think, I don't know. I'm in the, this is, I'm going to talk about politics now. Me anyway. I love um, it. I'm in the middle of the spectrum on most things. And like most things I kind of see both sides of or understand or this or this. And yes, this is because I'm in a fucking privileged point of view. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I know. But like. I kind of just like, I understand both sides. And like, I think, I, I think if you're too far right and pro like conservative, like you're wrong because you're too close minded. I, th- I think if you're too far left and pro, like you, like you can't offend anybody and all that kind of shit. I think mm-hmm. you're like also close minded and wrong. I think you need to be somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And of course that's my opinion. So I think I'm right, but I don't know if I am. <laughs> and um, anyway, point is, uh, LA is a little too left-leaning for me, but not saying I'm conservative by any means. I'm definitely more left-leaning than right-leaning. Mm-hmm. And um, at home is a little too right-leaning for me. Uh. So I don't really know where I exist on that spectrum, but like, I did not real like, I'm definitely, I don't know. I, did, I This is going to get me in trouble. It's but- weird that how many of our parents like actually are on the right. Like it's oh, crazy. Holy fuck. It's I crazy. didn't realize. Like, I knew that my parents were, but I realized a lot more throughout this election that like, it's really crazy how like every parent that's like 40 to 50 right now is on the right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's insane. It's weird. And I don't know, dude, I try not to pay attention to politics at all. I really don't like, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but point is, <clears throat> I think it's good not to right now because the last four years, I think we were all forced to like get suffocated with it, whether or not we even wanted to pay attention it was mm-hmm. always around. I feel like now for these next four years, even if you like the guy or the guy that's in there right now or the other guy, like you got to kind of appreciate the fact of how quiet social media is now. And mm-hmm. I feel like how quiet like Facebook is now, like people, a lot of his supporters, like the old guy, like don't know what to talk about because he's gone. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy and then the other guy, no one wants to talk about him because he wasn't our first choice either. But right. we wanted him out out of the other guy. So or shout out Bernie. Yeah, shout out Bernie for stealing the election, cashed in the money in the bank. Um, so yeah. So I can we not I, talk about politics anymore? I'm sorry. No, to introduce no, this. no, you're no, you're good. I think I kind of liked what I just said anyway. So it was a bar. It was it was a good. Yeah, it was a good sound. It was a good up. sound bite. It was a good sound bite. Yeah, straight up. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I texted you or I when I emailed you the Zoom link. I said. Um, what's the worst animal to be like what's What's the the work what's the what's the what animal lives the worst life that's what you sent me what's the what okay (laughs) what animal lives the worst life yeah what would you i don't know probably some fucking sea urchin that gets fucking eaten by everything but Uh, those don't count those but animals that i know personally personally yeah yeah. uh (laughs) my friend greg the deer don't laugh (laughs) don't laugh don't laugh anyway um did you know horses get eaten? I didn't know that. I was anyway by like fucking anything, like cats and everything that eats a deer eats a horse. 
Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Wow. Anyway, um, hmm. let's think. I don't know. Uh, probably you- like little muskrats and shit. Oh, like meerkats? Like, like little meerkats? No, they're a little vicious. I'm thinking like, fuck me. I'm thinking like like a chipmunk type situation. Because mm. like, even if you're not getting hunted, which you are, um, by like birds and shit like that, like what happens when you get stepped on by something else or hit by a car or this or that? And like, you just have every possible way to die. And yeah. you're always like fiending for yourself. I guess all animals are, but you know. I like your answer. It's a good answer. You want to hear mine? man. Yes. Uh, you know, I was, the reason I asked you this is because before I started this link, I went to go feed the fish upstairs. I was just going to say fish in a tank at people's houses. <laughs> yeah. And I was like staring at them and I was like, you have no life at all yep. w- without me. Like if I yep. don't remember to feed you, you, you die. that's it. You die. I go ahead. I'm sorry. No, like I was just going to add, I've had two fish commit suicide because mm-hmm. they're so bored with their lives and you buy them that shitty spongebob toy that you paid six bucks for at pet smart mm-hmm. and that doesn't they don't give a shit no. they could care less no so, they want to be fish and swim in the ocean or yeah lakes. um that's a, that's something i think that we do as humans here's my thing i believe that everything we've ever heard about fish is propaganda i've never looked this up and i don't know but i think it's propaganda to make us feel better Fish don't have memories. Fish can't feel things. All this different shit. I don't know if it's made up, but I believe it is because I think we just suck and are selfish to fish. But maybe that's all true. I don't know. Yeah, I just feel bad for the fucking fish. Yeah, same. Um, oh, shit. I was going to ask you. Oh, on like old episodes, I mentioned Carly Rae Jepsen. And mm-hmm. I want you with a platform now <laughs> to formally tell me what you think about the song call me maybe and also reference to the 2019 la trip that we had where we were outside her front door in a non-stalker way (laughs) in a non-stalker way you need to cut that part no we're gonna put Um, it out there we learned (laughs) that we were in the vicinity of a place that she owned property yes anyway um yeah anyway uh we didn't go there on purpose we learned that after the fact complete accident and that's not even a wink wink that's just true anyway um i was there recently anyway um i go i go back with with crj but um come on give me a laugh for crj anyway um (laughs) anyway (laughs) uh so here's my thing what's the fucking word called when you like see or feel things when you hear music do you know what i'm talking about all the pretentious music kids say they have it like the feeling that music like no no no, no. it's like oh i see shapes when i hear certain music or like i think of like what I, do you know what i'm talking about like, like kaleidoscope synesthesia that's synesthesia, what i'm talking about synesthesia. yeah all the fucking pretentious music kids are like oh, i have synesthesia and i just fucking music channels me anyway i think i have it but anyway um I'm such a fucking asshole. Um, I love it. Rings, you know. I'm a ring guy now. I was never a ring guy. But, yeah, ring guy. Uh, anyway, um, the way Carly Rae Jepsen's vocals, vocals only, not the production, vocals on Call Me Maybe sound. 
is similar, if not the same, as to how strands of DNA look. Meaning? Uh, meaning what? That's that's the whole statement. <laughs> Why I, and when did you make that? I was listening to Call Me Maybe. I was in my kitchen in Michigan. And this is probably like over a year ago at this point, And I came to that realization. Are you like a big CRJ fan outside of that? You know, I can't name one other song. So what would you do if you ever got to see her live? What do you think, song? dude? I fucking, it'd be the best day of my life. Are you about to surprise me with Carly Rae Jepsen under my chair <laughs> and, right now? And if you <laughs> look under your chair, Carly <laughs> Rae Jepsen, like, shut up. <laughs> Uh, no, I just wanted you to say that out loud. So everyone, cause I've told that to people about you yeah, and they're like, that makes no fucking sense. And I'm yeah, like, actually, I actually found somebody who just agreed with me on that for the first time ever. Great. I'm glad you finally did because I, I mean, when I explain it to people, they look at me like I'm psycho. Um, That's great, dude. Which makes sense. You're a fucking uh, sheep. <laughs> I hope like some person who listens to this. And they yeah. don't know our relationship at all. They hear it and they're like, wow, this Alec guy, this Alex guy is a big douchebag. So here's what's going to happen. As soon as you start the video podcast, which you're starting in like what, five weeks or something? Uh, yeah, hopefully by April. So as soon as you do that, whenever I come on again, I'm playing a character and I'm not going to be me anymore. Oh. The, this episode and the last episode are the only time I'm ever going to be me on this podcast. And I'm coming in next time wearing sunglasses and just being the fucking worst. Okay. And I'm insulting you the whole time and I'm insulting everybody the whole time. And it's going to be, and I'm going to act like I'm better than everybody and I don't give a fuck about what anybody thinks. But the first two, this one and the last one, being me. What did you just do with your lip there? This one right here? No, yeah. <laughs> Must must have learned it in LA or something. No. Uh, no. <laughs> what are you? Uh, what are you working on? With them? My uh, fucking. Um, what are you doing? Them, so. They frustrated me in with with me in LA because we finished magazine five, okay. and it's done, and it gets there tomorrow. Shipped the samples. And we were aiming for middle February to come out, okay. but I'm not there. So that's why they're frustrated with me because we can't do the promo yet. So that might be pushed back a little bit, but magazine five is done. And every other magazine is me for the most part, like editor in chief type thing with other people in this and that, whatever. This is the first one where me and Lee Ban kind of co-did it. And I did like 50% of it and he did about 50% of it, but like also Everything he did, I worked on, and everything I did, he worked like back and forth, like whatever. Mm -hmm. Because he brings this art style that's a lot more clean and like uh, efficient, and what's the word? Like chic, I guess is the word, mm -hmm. and like more like elegant. And um, with me, who's just <laughs> all over the place, <laughs> and we kind of combined them, and it's like it's really, really sick. And um, but also it it still looks like how it always has. Mm -hmm. So, um. It's really good and I'm really excited for it. And the cover is really fucking fire and uh, it's the best one yet. And we're in more bookstores than ever. And um, I don't know when it comes out. I don't know, probably like beginning of next month, beginning of next month. But um, whenever I get back to LA and we promote it, but I don't have a flight back right now. I don't know. I love that. You I stop in Salt that too. You stop in Salt Lake. <sighs> no. Okay. Uh, no, I, just, I don't have the money for that. Okay. 
you can stay with me. I don't. I, I, it's two flights. I can't do two flights. You can't do two flights. Can't do two flights. <laughs> you got to get Lee Ban on this podcast for me. I want to talk. Lee Ban. I, I I'll fucking call him right now and have him call in tomorrow. I want to. I want to talk to that kid. He looks. Uh, he's fucking amazing. You would yeah. love him. Yeah, he's, he's my favorite cool person. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Definitely. Uh. So yeah, the magazine's done, and I'm really fucking proud of it. And oh, I guess we could talk about what I couldn't talk about on the last one. A I was bit. literally just thinking I want to talk to you about Drew because I don't want to. I don't want to. It's not like a big flex thing because I yeah, did it one yeah, time. Right. But like, um, yeah. So what it, it, in the event that you're a continuous listener of the podcast and a continuous listener of the Alex Savota episode of this podcast. Um, the last time I was being fucking coy and, 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 and secretive for no goddamn reason about something. Mm-hmm. And what that thing was, is that um, the people from the Drew house, if you're not familiar, a clothing brand headed and run by Justin Bieber and his friends, um, mainly this dude, Ryan Good, who was really sick. Uh, they reached out to Saphir and myself and we're like hey can you come do some stuff for us and i thought it was going to be a creative thing and it ended up being a modeling thing and then which i guess is creative and then we modeled for stuff and then it came out and it was great and wonderful and bam 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 and it was a very good time and those are very good people but um i guess whatever the fuck i was talking about in the last one of like oh like it was that validation from like people who are established like mm-hmm. and because they found us through our instagram or magazine or <laughs> magazine or whatever and um that was really cool. And that's it. Do you have any more questions other than what I said? I feel like you do. <laughs> uh, no, it's just bizarre seeing, first of all, seeing you in the Drew campaign was nuts. I, bet. I don't think they're going to have me back because I, I just look like an older, like, <laughs> like shittier version of Justin Bieber. <laughs> so I there's no reason. I, but seeing like Ryan Good comment on your shit is weird. That like, dude's fire. Like he's, he's really he's, sick. He's no, a he's super, amazing. super nice dude too. No, he's a yeah. really nice dude. Did you know who he was before this? Yeah, yeah. yeah because oh, that's tight. One, I used to, I've I've always been a Beebs guy from oh, I, I knew that. Yeah, you know and, I knew that. I told yeah. you immediately. Yeah, I knew that you know the Beebs is is legit and he's even more legit now. But um I knew him because in the movies of Beebs, he was always in it because he's been his best friend forever. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like seeing him comment on your shit is nuts to me like not in like a bad way it's like crazy just to see his name pop up in your follower list like yeah he's a really sick dude and uh this girl laura who is also in charge over there in some capacity um handles all the logistics and other things like that she's also really nice i can imagine um, it's a great it's a great crew i don't know because i you get the impression that like a lot of these big la brands especially associated with big artists like that are kind of pretentious or um full of themselves to kind of treat people like shit but it's such a like they legit run it out of a a, a house there's no yeah. and it's like and it's very small and like family kind of oriented not family family but like that kind of feeling and mm-hmm. um they really know what they're going for and they're super nice and communicative is that a word yeah. and um the whole experience i just have nothing but good things to say and that's not because like anything like that's real and yeah. uh they're really sick people over there and i, I appreciate them for existing um yeah you're doing some crazy shit dude yeah i'm excited for you um i'm uh it's not crazy yet but we're getting there i mean it's just for me because i just know everything about our friendship and our relationship and everything like you know that we've been through well you think you know me right you think you know me you think you know me um no it's just it's cool dude it's super cool to see you you know just continuing to fucking grind and 
and pushing and now you're in new york you know doing anything you can and i'm millie rocking too is yeah, what i'm millie rocking with joke. it it's such a bad uh, joke it's pretty dope dude i'm i'm happy for it's you. crazy because like now i'm like best friends with justin bieber and you're like such good friends with like harry and, and aubrey and the migos so it, i don't know I, can i do that i'm gonna do this on the podcast i don't know if nico's ever talked about this on the podcast i don't really think i've heard him but like he's really good friends with with aubrey well drake is how most people know him but like you and you and i guess you call him aubrey but I, i'll call him drake because i don't know him like that right are just go are really really tight and um i don't know if nico really advertised that much but um <laughs> I have you know, like I haven't. Yeah. Because yeah, it's yeah. not true. Because I met oh. him once and that's it. Well, it's not what you told me. So Yeah, what I tell you. Well <laughs> I don't fine. If you if you if I must. Um well you told me that when you did open for him that one time at Little Caesars Arena, uh and you left and you abandoned me across the country and we're like hey i have to leave now and i was like right right and you were like well it's for aubrey and like no i did not say we've that. we've been messaging and he <laughs> said he wanted me to come and uh finally meet in person and i was like oh great <sighs> and um i don't know how long should i go on with this bit for i'll maybe a little longer <laughs> and um yeah like just you know like Gosh, I don't have anything else, dude. I'm sorry. I'm, I ran out of bits. I'm so done. Uh, what he's referencing to is that me and Alex were in LA. Yes. We were, we were in LA with we our were. buddy Chase. Mm-hmm. And I had gotten there, like, let's call it Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. By Tuesday or Wednesday night, I was back on a flight to michigan because i had gotten asked to dj drake and migos's vip party for the mm-hmm. three amigos tour and yeah. ever since then alex believes that me and drake are super tight and yes i did meet him and yes i did dap him up but we're not tight not yet well, well, well. not yet i think uh-huh. we should I, I think we should fucking end it i think we should end it right here the podcast yeah can i say one thing yeah I don't know if I should say this. It's personal news. Oh, uh, it's up to uh, you. I can I can hit stop at any point. I'm gonna ask you a question, and it's rhetorical. Okay. Have you ever like not been pursuing the girl thing because you're like, oh, and I'm aware none of this applies to you. It's a hypothetical for my life currently right now. Oh. But I'm gonna form it in the phrase of a rhetorical question. So whole thing. <laughs> and you're and you're not pursuing the girl thing, and then out of fucking nowhere. Because, because because you had several months where you didn't and it was really productive and you made your fifth magazine and, and you were started working on some music and uh, started working out very consistently and were saving a lot of money. And, um, and then out of nowhere comes a girl that you're like, oh, well, this is nice. And I wasn't, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. And then um, you leave two days into meeting her and then that she's still in Los Angeles and you haven't met her yet. And um, she's definitely going to listen to this. So this is a problem. And um, also this is going to age so terribly if she, I like died or she dies tomorrow. She won't <laughs> or hates me in person. And um, she won't die tomorrow. It's more likely that she doesn't like me in person than her dying tomorrow. I'll put that mm. on record. And, and then, and again, none of this is real. It's a question to you. And, um, and then you go to 
uh, Michigan and then New York for what's supposed to be a week. So you can go back and meet her in person properly. And, but then you stay in New York indefinitely and you, it only gets stronger and stronger over text messages. And then she shows you a comedy special where, where the guy talks about how real love doesn't exist and people force themselves into relationships and um, everything is probably going to end and um, just enjoy it while it lasts because nobody actually really likes each other all that much and it, it, everything's not sustainable and you agree with all of it and she agrees with all of it, but you still both have mutual interest in each other. And uh, it's kind of a beautiful thing because you both are knowing that going into it, but it's definitely not even a thing yet. Cause you'd never even met her in person. You ever have that situation happen? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, cool. Nah, me neither. I bought some wool socks yesterday. Fuck your wool socks. <laughs> Yo, I went to this place called Dave's. It's like a, oh, fuck. It's like a construct. It's like a Dickies kind of outlet. Not, not an outlet, but they that's a workwear kind of store. Yeah. And look at these cat pants, right? So C-A-T, like the construction. And there's, so there's pockets, pockets on the, on the thighs, knee pockets, right? Whoa. That are a different color, back pockets. And now ready for this, the pocket, like the main side pocket. Come here. Shut up. Are you that's a whole serious? utility belt inside both of them? Wow. <sighs> that was cool. Oh, that's she's uh, oh, mind. I'm getting a text from somebody who I wasn't just talking about. That's interesting. Wow. Well, tell her to listen to the podcast. As she's uh, going to. Um, hey, we're what's gonna, up, dude? We're gonna chat after this ends right now. Uh Can we go for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Hour and exactly. Uh, Alex Savota, Enzo, the magazine, Enzo, the magazine, enzobrand.com. Uh, I want to change it. I want to make it look like a shitty early 2000s website, but I'm not there yet. Alex Savota on Spotify. Cause I have one song out. Cause I think I'm fucking cool, but I'm not. Um, what's it called again? Kofax is the song Kofax, and yeah. I'm, maybe some kind of musical project before the next couple months. Um, Enzo, the magazine issue number five coming out next month, maybe end of this month. Um, Enzo, the magazine on Instagram and go find us in bookstores around Los Angeles and New York, but uh, that not really yet. And we're going to start doing pop-ups and do a lot more work and it's going to be great. And blah, 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 blah. Um, do I have anything that's not me to plug? No, it's just self-centered in myself. So cool. <laughs> I love you, bro. Thank you for coming on. Episode 50. One colorful kiss convos me. with Nico. Kiss me. Kiss me. I will kiss you. February friends episode two. February friends. Yeah. Thanks for doing it. Oh, dude. oh, I have one more thing to plug. Oh God. <laughs> My friend has a podcast called colorful convos with Nico <laughs> and uh, you can find it on Spotify. Thanks dude. I appreciate it. Let's do this again sometime. All right. Ciao. Fake, fake bye. Fake bye.